Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here at Tennessee School of Beauty with Erin O'Toole, Creative Director at Natural Alternative Salon in Knoxville, Tennessee. So thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So what is it, um, as Creative Director, what do you do at the salon? What's a normal day for you? Um, Well, a normal day is that I'm doing hair, but also on the side we have classes twice a week at the salon. Um, So I've had most of the haircutting classes and then just photo shoots events anything that has to do with sort of sort of inspiring sort of other hairdressers and um Awesome. So is education something that you've always been really focused on since you graduated? I mean, were you yeah. expecting to kind of be into that role or No, no. I I uh, I really got out thinking I was going to do hair for about five years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't yeah. your plan to like no, still be doing this? it was just to pay my way through graduate school kind of thing. Oh my um, gosh. But I just got into it and I really liked it. And I think I was about a year and a half in and um, Sandy, the owner of Natural Alternatives, came to me and was like, I want you to start teaching haircutting. So I've been teaching for 24 years now. Wow. <laughs> 23 years, something like that. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. So at Natural Alternatives the whole time, though, like yeah. you've never been at a different yeah. salon. No. That's awesome. <laughs> been there the whole time. So, you know, and it's been a great opportunity just to travel and see, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities to talk to a lot of different educators, yeah. you know, and just travel go to london new york yeah that's great well that's not ever a downside (laughs) so um you specialize um at the salon that you work in Uh, no we don't oh you don't specialize okay but do you no i specialize in my teaching but i do everything in the salon okay cool okay so i think that's where i just got mixed up is that you guys do classes different or like you do the hair cutting classes but okay so what is your beauty school story what were you doing when you decided that you wanted to come to cosmetology school and um how did you end up here uh i was a uh fine arts major at ut so i was painting um photography things like that um and, you know, the realization was I'm going to have to go to graduate school. I'm going to have to spend, you know, a lot more time in school to have any kind of career in that. Um, so I just thought, well, the only way to – I knew I had a friend that was, like, in, in did cosmetology on the side. And I was like, oh, well, I could pay my way through school that way. And yeah. I was cutting my friend's hair and, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I started here because basically um, – they were the first ones to call me back. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy answer. <laughs> yeah, they were like they were responsive and got me in, and you know the other schools were like, yeah, you know they were just kind of I don't know lackadaisical about it. And yeah, I just kind of felt like, well, they actually want me there, so yeah, that's how I ended up here. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you said like twenty five years ago. Uh, it was ninety five. So was it at this location yeah. that you were here on Western no, Avenue, or it was where actually did you go? downtown West? Oh, okay, at the bottom. So. 
now the salon's above yeah, downtown Yeah, I was going to say, West. like, where you were. I haven't moved very far. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in the um, same place for 24 years. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. And I love that you said that you didn't, like, plan on doing this for a long time, that this yeah. is something that ended up just, like, happening for you. So it's obviously been, the industry's been good to you. Yeah. Um, so what is something that keeps you going in this industry? Is it the clientele? Is it the learning? Is it kind of all yeah. of it together? What inspires you? Um, well, I, I always say I'm just one of these people who gets bored really easily. So I always need some stimulation, which this industry constantly provides. You know, there's always something. There's always something new. There's always um, some new outlet. Um, so for me, I don't. I don't know. I just like. I just like the creative side of it. I like the craft side of it. I like the. I can kind of get bogged down in the sort of the nitty gritty details of how to do a haircut. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know that's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Sort of one of those hair nerds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, you do amazing work, and we'll tell all of you where to follow Aaron so you can see the crazy stuff that he's doing. Um, But I wanted to ask you, too, so over the last 25 years, what has changed about the industry? What's different from you going into it um, to where students are coming in today? Yeah. Um, I mean, social media has obviously changed sort of everything. You know, it's... You know, when I first started out, it was either entertainment-driven or educator-driven, you know, um, product-driven. You know, the, the com- big companies had their their people, and those were the people that gave us the newest hair, the newest yeah. looks, you know, the celebrities. And now it's, like, it's Instagram, right? It's yeah. just, it's, it's, we were talking about that yesterday, just, like, when are the waves going to disappear? And it's like, well, how do you... How does that something like that go away when somebody yeah. like Anchor Tran has 130,000 followers? You right. know, it's like, yeah, it's just gonna go. Like he's gonna keep else. doing, yeah, he's gonna yeah. keep doing some version of that as long as he can do it. You know, yeah. so yeah, it just kind of helps. It, it kind of that's more of the influence now. Um, if we wanted to get education, we had to travel for it. You yeah, know, if you, uh, which to me, I I think that's great. You yeah, because we got to go to a lot of great places, but. Um, but now, you know, you just get online yeah. and learn some stuff. I don't know that, I think hands-on is still the way to learn, you know. It's kind of like, I don't know if anybody's ever, if you've ever taken a yoga class and <laughs> tried oh, to yeah. do it on, on yeah. a video. It's not the same <laughs> no, as going to a class. No, it's so. completely <laughs> And that's true. And I think that, like, the one thing about this this career and this industry is that it's constantly changing. There are always going to be new techniques that, yeah, you can watch a video on. But I think that there's still going to be that need for the, and that might be what separates the successful stylist from the stylist that maybe don't is like really getting in there and I think getting your hands on hair like that's not going to change you're still going to be the one doing hair so just making sure that like you're getting that education that you need and putting yourself in a place that either provides that or you're finding those people you know to go to go see and to go work with but I think this still one-on-one um just being even like behind the chair with clients that's not going to change like you should still be learning I think in that way too that it's yeah I mean to me that's the biggest opportunity is you know I've always been sort of I'll do a haircut on someone and you know the next time they come in I'm looking at it and going what what went right about this what didn't go right about it tweak it you know I don't think I ever do the same haircut twice on somebody even though it may have the same consistent look it's just you're always trying to like figure out how to get better at it you know yeah Yeah. and how do you teach that like how do you is that something that students or stylists need to just come in with or is that something you're able to to teach after they're there with you for a while um I don't I think 
one, you always have to be around somebody who's better than you. I think you always have to put somebody, whether that's in the salon or you have to go seek it, you know, somebody that always kind of pushes you a little bit that you can look over and go, oh, what are they doing? You know? but I think the other side of it, I mean, I always teach people, like, look at images, look at images, look at images, develop your eye, because your eye is sort of your biggest, your biggest asset in this business. Yeah. You know, you can, you can learn technique, but if you, if you don't have a vision for what you're doing, you're not going to, you're not going to really pull it off. Yeah, you know? that's so. actually really good advice to <laughs> always make sure you're around somebody that yeah. is better than you. I think there's such a competition in the salon sometimes um, between stylists. And it's not at every salon, but there is that competition where it really needs to be like, oh, well, what are they doing? You know, what are they doing that I can do to be better? Yeah. So I think that that's important too. But what is the education program like at, um, at Natural Alternatives? Um, our education, we, we, we try to delve in. I mean, right now we've got it down to about three months. So like I said, we're having classes twice a week, um, which it was kind of one of those things where it's like, we're finding people, they, 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 uh, I think they paid a lot more money to go through school now Mm -hmm. and they've, they've put a, you know, I think they're, they're more invested and they're kind of like ready to go when they get out of school, but we didn't want to compromise what we wanted them to be to learn in when they got out and um and sort of the guest expectation and that kind of thing so we've we've shortened it only in time but there's still you know we have 13 well see three months of just intensive all-day class monday and tuesday oh wow um so we have cut style on monday and color on on Tuesday yeah but that's really appealing for students getting out of school we've talked about this a lot on the podcast but like the way things are changing I think are that um this generation really wants to get going yeah they're ready Um, to go like go make money like it's hard like I see so many students or graduates that come back and I'm like oh are you not at XYZ salon anymore um you know what happened and you know they're discouraged when they're not either a given the education that they were promised or b it's just taking longer than maybe they had they had planned but I think that I think three months is great and I think like you said like if you want to put more into it like you're still going to go through this training you know you can't sacrifice that but giving two full days is I mean it's a lot but I mean that's great yeah it's I mean it's a challenge on both ends of it but I think you know when you're when you're trying to to set a bar set a standard you know you just have to do it and you kind of can kind of can't get around it so you know, there's some people that come out and, you know, you kind of see real quick that you could probably let them go and they'd be fine, you know. Yeah. But my thing is, like, would they, well, I've seen too many people, they start out and they jump in and doing hair and 10 years later, they're the same hairdresser. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't have that development that happens. So for me, it's really important to, like, push them out of that comfort zone, you yeah. know, and kind of, like, get yeah. them doing what they normally wouldn't do on their own, like, what they, you know, yeah. and if they if they don't like it, they'll go somewhere else, and it's fine, but, you know, for, yeah. uh, for me, it's like, well, if you're going to be here, this is what we're going yeah. <laughs> to have to do. No, and it's good to be upfront and honest yeah. about that. I think, I think that they respond a little bit better when you're just open about it so that they know you know, what they can expect. So you recently threw an event um, with another salon. So tell us about that event, why you did that, you know, what happened with that. So, yeah, I mean, the the event was at the birdhouse, and we just wanted to throw, you know, he he and I are big on trying to create community and trying to kind of show the rest of the world that Knoxville's got a great hair scene, you know? (laughs) Um, and, And also bring together lots of different salons, lots of different stylists. I think, you know, um, 
<laughs> notoriously, I don't know, it's just my experience because I've always been in Knoxville is that there's always been this sort of competitiveness against around salons. Yeah. And I think he and I are kind of like, why? You know, there's mm-hmm. so many people that live in this town, like there's no need for it. Yeah. And there's so much that we can learn from each other, so much we can bounce off each other. So, you know, we're just trying to put ourselves out there a little bit, kind of offer these sort of free, free events and just do it for because why not yeah I think it's so cool that you guys did this and when I like heard or saw on Instagram that you all were doing this together with another salon and I have to say that I don't know if it's just Knoxville or if this is everywhere I'm obviously just more exposed to Knoxville but I was shocked that you guys are working together and I thought it was so cool for the stylists because I know a lot of the stylists um, that work at Ruth and Newbie which is Mm -hmm. a salon that you worked with um, and that work at Natural Alternative so I was like what an awesome example of how we can all be, um, you know, together too. So I thought that that was great that there were, you know, Silas from both salons, they're interacting together. Some of them went to beauty school together. Like some of them were here at the same time. (laughs) So I just think that that was really cool to bring everyone together because I don't know if it's, um, you know, just the bigger salons like that were, I don't know, bigger, but maybe when you got out of school, whatever it is, but there is a competition here and it's, it's, um, it's sad for us because we're just, you know, we put different students in different salons. We're so close with saloners and so close to all Silas that like we don't have that feel you yeah, know we're not yeah. competitive you know in that way so it's good to see you guys yeah. doing that and I think yeah I mean boring. I guess it's maybe a different philosophy and that you know put yourself out there be open be sharing and you know you'll be fine yeah, you know <laughs> there's, there's no worry I mean I think sometimes we're, we're grasping for everything we've got yeah. and you know it's like yeah, I mean, that's one way. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. That's one way to do it, but this is better. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, I'm much more yeah. on that, on that yeah. side of it. So yeah, I and, I, awesome. and I think that that's, you know, we're kind of in a culture of, of community. I mean, I think, you know, again, social media kind of opens that door yeah. up a little bit. And um, I think you, it can't be avoided anymore. I think, you know, used to salon owners could kind of protect their people and kind of shelter them from other people so they didn't have yeah. that exposure, but you can't really do that anymore. And you can't shelter your, your guests from your stylist. I mean, there's none of that can exist. So, I mean, it's almost like, well, then let's just be wide open. Yeah. No, I <laughs> let's agree. just open it completely open and just see what happens. Yeah. You know? And so. I think there's just so much to be learned from each other. So many um, different ways that different salons are doing doing things that we don't necessarily have to go to LA just to talk to a different salon. Like, do it here in Knoxville. Like, there's so yeah. much talent and there's so much. There is, um, yeah. There's so much good that could be given, I think, to, to everyone. So yeah. I love that you did that. Yeah. So we've been playing around with a name for it, and we've kind of come up with, like, free press. So, cool. that, you know, before we didn't have a name, we are like, house show, hair show, we don't really know. But um, so the idea, obviously, is that we're just trying to get information out for free yeah. and, and, and kind of playing around with that. So hopefully that will continue to develop. Um, you know, it's always one of those things, trying to run a business, you know, do your hair, you know, do everything, and then try to do this, too. It's, yeah. it's you know, trying to do everything. And, right. No, it's well, awesome. It's I'm excited. Good. We'll definitely like keep all the listeners posted on what you do next. I want to be there for sure. I want to see this event because it looked so awesome. And definitely, it's it felt um, like it was something that was a little outside of Knoxville. Like it yeah. felt like more of like an LA kind of <laughs> vibe to it too. So I'm excited yeah. to see what you um, have in store next. Um, I wanted to talk to you also about being a male in this industry. So I think it's a lot more common, a lot more. Um, I think it's a lot more normal now. I don't even think it's really like a thing anymore. But 25 years ago, did you face like any like 
kind of feeling different or like, I mean, you're at beauty school with a hundred other girls. (laughs) Like I think at a time we have like maybe five guys here, you know, at a time you're definitely in the minority. Um, what would you tell to, um, a guy that's thinking about coming into this? Is there anything that like he can expect to be different or how to handle beauty school? Cause we give them (laughs) little tips, but I'd love to know like what you could tell them to get through this. I don't know. I mean, I've always been one of those people that somehow just, you know, can carry a conversation better with women and I mean I don't know just for me it's always always pretty easy um but you know I definitely think that it's it's been an industry that I've loved you know I mean as far as just being I don't I don't really know I don't don't know how to describe that it's just um there was quite a few men here when I started school and sometimes I even think it's different. It's even less men now. Maybe it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely could because be. Because so many men go into barbering now. Mm-hmm. Like, barbering's kind of had this resurgence, and all mm-hmm. the guys go to barber school. And, right. You know. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, I like barbering, but I, I like doing women's hair, and yeah. I like, um, I like the diversity of it. It doesn't seem quite sort of. I think there's much less that di- you know it's like with women's clothing men's clothing there's yeah. much less diversity in yeah. men's hair and and i do think I just, you not that i mean i think if barbering is your passion and that's what you would do we definitely don't discourage that but it definitely yeah. allows you to do so many different things that you're not just doing haircut 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 yeah. you're really doing a lot more in the salon getting to meet a lot more different people like you said i mean you private men and women clientele oh, yeah, um, you're not yeah. just stuck in one yeah. you know in one thing so that's yeah i mean we definitely always try well. to gear the salon Toward, to make everyone feel comfortable being there you know it's not a super effeminate sort of environment yeah. you know so everybody feels comfortable being there and so I like doing all kinds of hair but yeah I like um I think the creativity in women's hair is sort of a lot more a lot more expansive you know it's yeah. like you can color it cut it do all kind, you know especially now it's yeah. like you can do anything I know and every <laughs> yeah. day is I'm sure just like completely different for you yeah. um what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that is either thinking about going into the cosmetology field or somebody that's in beauty school currently um I, I think really look into all the different outlets in this business I mean I think when I went in it was like I'm gonna cut hair and I'm gonna work in a salon but it's like nobody I didn't realize you could also be an educator or you can be an editorial stylist or you can be you know a platform artist or, you know there's all these avenues that I don't think I really realized existed and I think for some people to have those avenues is really important because you know they may not be that you know I never felt like I was that person I had to learn how to communicate behind the chair and how to talk to people and I think you know, which why well, I think is vital at the same time. But you know, if somebody had said, "Hey, you know, you can be an editorial stylist," I probably would have just took off to LA and <laughs> forgot the whole that. thing behind the chair just because. But I didn't know that existed. You know, yeah. so I think there's a lot of avenues that people. You know, there's there's a lot of creatives that kind of come into this industry. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who just they don't really know what they're doing. They don't know why they're getting into it, but they're highly creative and they like messing with hair. Um, a lot of them don't make it behind the chair. Yeah. But a lot of them would make it if they knew all these other avenues existed. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and I think it's explore. important just to like research, you know, the industry too. Like research if that's what you want to do, figure out how to get there because it's attainable. It gets possible, and yeah. especially now, you know, like you said with social media, it's even easier. I think to get in touch with the people that you know 
get in front of the people that you want to get in front of. Yeah, I had no idea. I just thought I was going to learn how to cut hair. Yeah. Then they put a curling iron in my hand. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I will say that that is one thing that, like, so when I meet with male students, you know, I always tell them, you know, you're going to hear things in the classroom that you are like, if you don't have sisters or you don't have, like, girl bar, like, you're, it's going to blow your mind, first yeah. of all. Second oh, yeah. of all, like, you're going to become one of the girls. Like, that's just going to happen. And, um, and yeah, when they get into doing the curling iron and all the stuff that, like, these girls have been doing already and you've yeah. never done, you know, don't get frustrated with that. Like, <laughs> let them help you, A, yeah. and, like, just give it a minute and you'll you'll get it. But I, yeah. I do see them. I always try to check in, like, in the beginning with them to make sure that, like, they're still doing okay because they do get really discouraged yeah. in that. But it is something that we just do all the time. That, I mean, even though I don't do hair, yeah. like, I would at least be able to, like, I think catch up on, you know, on yeah. that part. The good thing is I didn't have to unlearn anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I could just, oh, here's a Marcel iron. I didn't, wasn't used to another type of iron. So it was just like, okay, this, yeah. you could figure it out probably quicker than other people because they're so used to, like, yeah. whatever they were using, you know. So, yeah. I mean, there are some things that it was beneficial to not have any background. Yeah, in either, no, definitely. So, so. Well, good. Okay, so on the show, we always play Would You Rather. Um, so I have a couple questions for you. <laughs> um, would you rather be able to go back to B school and start all over? So go back, be 20 or however old you were when you started, um, go back to beauty school, or would you rather fast forward to see where your career and future ends up? Oh, gosh. Um... I'm usually a forward thinker, so I definitely think, you know, let's see where this goes. You know, can't go back, really, yeah. <laughs> in my do mind. Do you have any, like, goal set or anything, like, that you want to do over the next little bit? No, it's probably my problem. I, t- I tend to just, like, go with whatever idea I have next and yeah. don't really think 10 years down the road. I just think about next week and yeah. <laughs> well, good. go with it. Um, would you rather be able to fly or be able to read minds? Fly. I don't want to hear what people have going on in their heads. I know. So we at orientation, we have them like fill out a form just because it's the first day. And instead of like yeah. being like, stand up and tell us about yourself. So yeah. I created these questions and we always ask like if you could have one superpower. And everyone always says reminds. I'm like, I think you would do it for 30 seconds. Yeah. And like I instantly regret this. Like I have no desire yeah. to know any of it. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's too much. No, it's just a lot of garbage. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Where can we? Yeah. find you where can we follow you um my instagram is erin o'toole creative um and that's that's probably the best way to find me awesome. <laughs> yeah. good well dm your him your questions if you all want to know more about erin um definitely let us know we can always do a follow-up episode but thank you so much and thank you um to our sponsor tennessee school of beauty you can visit them at tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com follow them at at tn school of beauty on instagram and facebook and don't forget to follow me at beauty school bobby and visit our website beautyschoolbobby.com where you can find all of our podcasts um listen to past episodes and let us know what you think so thanks for listening guys bye Bye.